So guys, welcome back. This is episode four. Oh, I'm very excited for this episode. Yep. So we just hint, we've been hinting in episode three about who we have as our special guest, and the time has finally come to announce who our special guest is. So you know what? I'm gonna let them do their intro because they are amazing. They speak so well, and I know they'll do great. Yeah. So over to you. Oh my god. I'm Alicia. I'm so rubbish. Um, I'm Alicia Lati. I am a skincare content creator and esthetician online. I feel like I'm so bad with introductions mm-hmm. all the time because I'm just like, I'm just me. Yeah. No, but there's a lot more to you. A lot. Well, yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Okay, so. do you want to do like an introduction about like how you came to become like esthetician and then content creator? Ooh, okay. So I had a mental breakdown at uni. <laughs> I hated everybody do. at uni. Mm-hmm. Um, I hated my course. Mm-hmm. And I realized that I've always wanted to be really good at something. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, what do I actually really like? And something that would kind of link in with the degree that I was already studying, just so my gone in mom does not start freaking out. So I was just like, yeah, let me start posting about my skincare, um, all the stuff that I literally just spent my student finance on. <laughs> so started posting about that. Um, and then the reason that I actually became an esthetician is because somebody called me an unqualified skincare content creator oh, wow. on wow. Twitter. So I was just like, bet, okay, cool. So I went and did all <laughs> of the qualifications and I had no intentions of actually having having my own studio and then one day I was like yeah I want my own studio so I got up the next day went for like one viewing and then I'd signed something my mom was like did you do any business plans I was like no (laughs) and I was like if it fails it fails but it can't be worse than how I'm feeling like I studied biomedical science and that is not fun at all I can imagine, like, yeah, no. From what I've seen, it wasn't But I do, it. I, I think that's a really good mindset to have, though. Like, you're just, like, keep going. Like, you're, like, if it happens, it happens. It, if it doesn't, it does. Yeah. So, yeah, we just want to say a, really, a big thank you for coming on to the podcast. Thank as you our for first, Our first official pod host. Pod guest. Guest, sorry. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we kind of just wanted you to be on here to kind of, like, get some more info about, like, um, like just skincare and black skincare in general uh and just like to get like expert advice i guess because obviously you're qualified now and like (laughs) you're professional (laughs) professional um so yeah i think a good starting point would be to do like a few icebreaker questions if you're down yes go for it okay so first round would be this or that um so this or that tannin products or chemical pills Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll say tanning products because currently at the moment, chemical pills are stressing me out. Okay. So oh. tanning products. Okay, this or that, nails or eyelash extensions. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I can survive without, no, I... My nails are very ugly, mm-hmm. so I need them. Okay. So we'll do nails. I mean, you, without the eyelash extensions, you can get strips, strip lashes. Oh, oh you don't like I'm the... so bad at doing strips. Like, I don't know how everyone does it, but mine always lifts off uh, or I pull them off like halfway through the night. Fair enough. So, yeah. I think that's standard though, pulling them off. Like, you know when you just get tired? Yeah. <laughs> just like, like, eyes yeah, irritated, yeah. you're drunk. You just want to get exactly. it off. <laughs> okay, so next round will be your thoughts Your thoughts on the following skin, social media skincare trends. First one is slugging. Um, so slugging is basically like putting Vaseline, Aquaphor, any ointment-based product all over your face. And like, we've all been Vaselined up since we were children. So I hate the fact that TikTok has now made it a trend called slugging and given it a very ugly name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know where it came from and why it suddenly got popular. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know you are. 
Like I feel like I just saw it. Like I saw it, and then you tried it, and no, I was just like, I saw it before it was slugging. So it was makeup for women of color. Yeah. That's uh, how. So she was calling us glazed donuts. Yeah. Okay. So that's how I saw it, and then a few months later, I was like, all slugging. Like <laughs> I, they, they tried to rebrand it as something exactly. brand new. Yeah, I think that's just TikTok for you. Okay, next one is quite like I don't know. It's new for me because I literally only discovered it this week. But reverse skincare. I don't know if you've seen it. So what? it's essentially. Honestly, I was what? lost. <laughs> So essentially what it is, is you cleanse your face normally and okay. then you moisturize and then you put on like your serums and your, your essences and stuff like that, which is, I, I was like, that's really stupid. What do you think about it? So to me, that's called buffering. So I will get somebody to do that if they are using something like tretinoin okay. um, and it's something that they've never used before and their skin's maybe a bit sensitive. You put the moisturizer first, then okay. the tretinoin. So again, rebranding okay. of things that we've already been doing. See, that's what I'm saying because a whole lot of these things I haven't seen, I haven't seen before this like or recently essentially, but. That's good to know, actually. I've never heard of that. It's like, it's fairly common from doctors. Okay. I know they do it, well, the good ones. <laughs> I know they do it, especially like dermatologists um, because of all the crazy things they get you to use. But I don't like the reverse name. Like, okay. no. Again, that's, that's weird. Yeah. It, it doesn't really explain what you're doing. Yeah. Buffering makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because I, I think I saw an article as well. Um, they, they got like a few people to like give their takes on it. And they were saying like, because I think because moisturizer is a, is a thick, thicker product, mm -hmm. it doesn't make sense because the effects of the, th the thinner products won't like have Penetrate. the opportunity to penetrate your yeah. actual skin. No. No? No. <laughs> like, unless it's something like putting on um, like healing ointment, mm -hmm. I prefer Vaseline, then no. Okay. Okay. Oh. I like that though. I, I might try that now. I don't know. What's your thoughts, Priscilla? I don't, I'm scared of tretinoin, retinol, all of them. I'm I am scared. as well. Unless you need it, there's no point. No, that's why I'm like, I'm waiting. What does retinol actually do? Because I don't think I actually know. So it's basically designed to boost your cellular turnover. So that's why we use it for anti-aging, scarring, pigment, okay. acne. Um, and some of them, so um, retinol, which is retinaldehyde, that actually has an antimicrobial property. So it kills bacteria as well. So there's like different, different types of mm -hmm. retinoids that you can use, um, but it just depends on your concern. I wish I had this much knowledge in my head when it comes to skincare. That's <laughs> Don't amazing. Worry, I'm very dumb in every other category. No, no. but literally to be able to formulate an answer that quickly is like adorable. to the chemical yeah, name. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, she's a vitamin babe, so that's okay. God, my lecturer could see me now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next round go to skincare products to use when. Go to skincare products to use when your skin is breaking out. Um, as a lake acid. Okay. Mm. At 20% or 15%. What does that, that do? So at 15 and 20%, it's comparable to 4% of hydroquinone. So apart from dealing with the breakout, it also deals with the pigmentation okay. and it deals with texture as well. So okay. it's a triple threat. Ooh. And I'm a very lazy person. So three in one is That's great it. for me. <laughs> it's going on my shopping list. Yeah. <laughs> it's going on my shopping list. Okay. Um, go to skincare products to use when you only have five minutes to do your skincare routine. Um, a cleanser, and my favorite cleanser at the moment is from Naturium, but I can't remember the name and it's not available in the UK. Um, and then just an SPF, which is the Wondai Sands Hydra one that I use all the time. Like yeah. most of the time my routine takes me 
four minutes and 17 seconds. I've actually timed it. (laughs) But yeah, it's quite quick. That's interesting you say that because I read an article um, recently about like pilling and how to stop um, your skincare pilling. And it was saying like allow time to pass between each step that you do. What do you think about that? I think people like writing articles a lot. (laughs) That's what I would honestly say. It just depends. Like if you wait, it's not going to make a difference. If the product wants to pill, it's going to pill. There's no point. Who Mm. also has time? I think sometimes when we think about skincare, like I remember when you're like, there was a stage where you have to wait five minutes between each step. And I was just like, who has five, five minutes? minutes i was like what jobless person wrote this <laughs> yeah that's because oh i'm like out and about and i've left the house like half like the way through your routine like that's too much so i also think about you need to get people to do things repeatedly mm-hmm. and all this waiting and stuff they'll give up with their routine is a screen a skincare product you a skincare product you will always repurchase the Bondi Sands Hydra SPF. <laughs> is that I really good? It's really, really good. It's really, really good. Like I was meant to put one in your bag, but it's actually sold oh. out everywhere. It's, it's okay. I got a, I got a bottle last week did because you? yes. Wait, did you get which one? Did you get? See, I think I accidentally bought the body one because I was just the remembering blue. The big one. Yeah, the, the big. Yeah, that's the one that I like using for the oh, face. Okay. Yes, the I got the big one. So, so I was good. like, you. I knew you could use the one in the white body, like the white body one for your face. So I was like, yeah. I'm just gonna get the body one again. Yeah, that's the one i have and it's running out currently so i might well, when it comes back in stock i might try to get that as well my house is a mess so i just put it away i said when my house is redecorated <laughs> this is my new spf the other ones can go in the bin because they're about to hit a year no they're oh about to God. hit a year so a year no. i'll forgive you it's okay <laughs> i know i have to justify it when i, w- I was very depressed when i was mm-hmm. working in a store for four months mm-hmm. so i wasn't doing my skincare so my logic was i'll keep using them till summer and then get new ones yeah okay and then the next one is a skincare product you would never buy again um okay so i'm famously known for not liking many things oh. but i will say anything from dermalogica because <laughs> i think as a brand they're very stuck in their ways from 20 years ago and as a brand behind the scenes i also don't respect them why yeah i'm very like that's one thing i'm very vocal about everything so during the whole um like black lives matter movement Mm -hmm. um so basically they made an spf that was mineral and they said that it's like great on everyone's skin tone i was like no it's not and also it looks like you're not applying the correct amount or even photoshopping the pictures yeah they ignored all of those messages that i sent them and then picked it up during the whole black lives matter thing they're like i'm so sorry this standard that i was like listen i don't care I really don't, I, like, you need to take that up with your team now, <laughs> because now I've blocked you. <laughs> like, you try to help. Yeah, exactly, like, I don't block people, like, when it comes to brands by heart, but I actually have blocked them, because mm. they just got on my nerves too much. Mm. Oh, I get it. Wow. So you don't like the product you said? The products, um, there's, like, maybe the microfolian and the pre-cleanse that I will occasionally recommend if there's nothing else I can find for somebody. Okay. Okay. It's the microfolian for me. That is literally <laughs> the only thing that had me going. Okay. And I'm, I'm really upset to hear this because I thought they'd been trying recently because mm. I've been seeing them sending stuff to quite a few small black content yeah, creators. Yeah. But you don't think that's lip service? Now, now yeah. I'm hearing it. It's lip service. I didn't hear this before, so I thought, okay, they're trying they're yeah. moving forwards they're trying to change their perception but <laughs> they're cancelled after this uh, microphone is yeah, done enjoy your microphone i'll enjoy this one say, 
if you purchase like products from other retailers, not directly from them, they actually make a little bit less money. Oh, it's okay. <laughs> I got it from Beauty Bay. And then a skincare brand, you. So a skincare brand, you always recommend. <laughs> um, uh, I'm trying to think of who hasn't upset me, which <laughs> is a very short list. I can't, do you know why I will never pick just one? Because brands get complacent and then mm. next week they'll release something terrible mm. or they'll do something wild. So for me, it used to be Paula's Choice, my ride or die. I've not spoken about Paula's Choice for months on end Ooh. because of many things, many different reasons, but yeah i find it hard like i don't even pick favorite brands a skincare brand you would never recommend we're gonna bar demologica from this answer though okay Hmm. um nip and fab oh 100 good Good. (laughs) i'm glad i I haven't heard from that brand in years as well so i'm really glad about that again when i was first getting into skincare i I was there because there wasn't a lot available they looked nice they they were appealing to my 19 year old student finance budget (laughs) i found them expensive when i was i was about to go yeah no because it was like you know like the luxury that was my luxury Uh, in superdrug that was my luxury i think the skincare was i i I didn't i didn't even know i didn't think i knew they had skincare but i remember painted by esther used to use it a lot on her clients so that's why i was like very into know about that but yeah i don't think anything is good from that brand (laughs) i think their products again they're not great they're not no they are terrible um (laughs) but also they use a lot of filters on their Mm. um work and as far as i know that's illegal with the asa they've been called out so many times so i think as a responsible content creator i can't really endorse them they literally sent me a box of stuff the other week so thanks for that (laughs) (laughs) okay so back to like just your journey um Mm -hmm. to becoming like an esthetician i mean you touched on the fact that you wanted to do it because you weren't enjoying your uni course and whatnot um but what advice the question is i guess uh, what advice would you give someone that wants to become a qualified esthetician and like yeah how would you advise go about that um so the school that you go to doesn't matter like at all if you love it enough you'll go and do your own research outside of the course you're doing i can't tell you that i learned a single thing on my course mm. i genuinely knew everything beforehand not to like toot my own like i really love what i do so i did all my own research like it i found what i actually found really hard was going to class and listening to things that weren't maybe scientifically like up to par Mm -hmm. um the next thing that i would say to people is that once you've got your certificates um like go and find supplement courses if you feel like you're not strong enough in like the more advanced things practice makes perfect um try and talk to other people in the field so my best friend is also an esthetician as well and um she's definitely been a mentor to me i've been lucky enough to also speak to dr esho as well Mm. he's my like favorite doctor ever um so having like people in the space where you can like reach out to um the americans they will talk to anyone they will free up advice like nobody's business Mm. so i think yeah like make sure you talk to people because your course is not enough I really mm. like that. That's really good. I'm glad that it's. I'm glad that you touched on the the fact that 
the score doesn't matter because i think when remember you wanted to do there, there was a period of time i just realized that one i'm not good with my hands yeah <laughs> at all and i just couldn't afford it and then looking for schools was just overwhelming mm. so i tried yes. i said yeah i can't do this let me go find a job for now maybe one day no, it's actually like I'm not gonna lie, it's expensive. Yeah. I think I spent like five grand on it. But shout out to my partner who also helped me <laughs> as well and like my mum and stuff. But it's really expensive, especially like you know when you do it from sixteen and you do it in college, like obviously yes. that's your A level thing. Mm-hmm. But when you do it after like you've done uni because they've already paid like the government's paid for uni, they're not gonna pay for that course. Um, I think there are some scholarships, but usually scholarships are attached to the more like elitist schools. Mm. And I did not have time to sit there and argue with anybody no. in those elitist <laughs> schools. Okay, so um, how then would you, um, how how did you find balance in like doing an undergrad degree and then training for um, as an esthetician? I didn't go to any lectures. I should oh, say okay. that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I did not go to my lectures just because it was in my final year was in a pandemic. Um, mm, because I was so anxious, I spent most of my time indoors and genuinely, like, I actually had one friend at uni, no, two friends at uni. One of them I've, like, known from before and she's equally, like, as much of a loner as I am as well. So, um, yeah, we just spent so much time indoors. Like, I had a lot of free time on my hands to do that like when everyone was going out i was just like reading up on skincare mm, i like that okay so i think one question that's always been on my mind what is the difference between dermatologist and esthetician so i also think that brands need to understand this because somebody yeah. called me a dermatologist the other day and i was like i have mm. not gone to medical school <laughs> <laughs> like you're putting big things on me my insurance does not cover me up to that but um a dermatologist is somebody that's gone through medical school. They've graduated. They've done their F1, F2. Um, they're like junior other bits and um, then they specialize. So that's a really like that's like a 10 to 12 year situation. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. what I do is not the same at all. You can definitely if you really wanted to, you can get a course that's done in four days. <laughs> so definitely not the same at all. And I think sometimes like um the time element for doctors and stuff gives them the upper hand because you've had longer to like witness case studies mm. um and just interact with like patients and talk to lecturers and all of that stuff okay so then when would you um from a like customer slash client point of view when would you advise someone to go to dental college or when would you advise them to go to an institution um so it's so tricky because we have the NHS, which is currently free, which you can't even get an appointment for at the moment. You can actually get like chemical pills and stuff done on the NHS. And obviously that's free, but like it depends on your financial situation, mm-hmm. whether you want to wait. Okay. I would say if you've got anything that's like super inflamed eczema or like severe, severe acne, that's a dermatologist. Anything less than that you can go and see an esthetician for but just bear in mind that it's not going to be anywhere as affordable mm-hmm. as seeing a dermatologist and also if you're looking for more of a routine and like an overall skin focus rather than like disease focused um point of view for your skin than an esthetician mm-hmm. rather than a dermatologist so you've touched on you started um working on your esthetician course while you're at uni and everything but we were we were wondering like what actually got you interested in beauty and skincare in the first place and why did you go into it um so i've actually had severe acne so i've been on accutane twice and i'm a diy babe i love to Mm. do things myself Mm. and i think what i realized is that i want to be someone that gets chemical pills microneedling and all of that often so i was just like 
yeah, I'm just going to do it myself because I feel like nobody can do it better um, than <laughs> I can. Yeah. So that is genuinely like that, like desire to do things myself made me want to like actually go and pursue it. Um, also, as a child, like not to make this sound sappy, I used to mix my little skincare up. I definitely ruined all of my mom's products. Like one distinct memory I have is like I showered in her Estee Lauder um, foundation. Like, I poured all of the bottles in the bath because like multiple reasons. But she has such nice skin, and I didn't have that, so I was just like, I want to look like you, mom. So I poured the whole thing. I remember she came and found me. I was just stewing in that bath, and she was just like, <laughs> she's like, this is bad. <laughs> but it, yeah all of those different things made me no I but am. i really like that you got you kind of got it from your mom as well mm-hmm. because i don't know does your mom engage in beauty does my mom know where i have this podcast yet? <laughs> 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 when i get home with skincare she's gonna look at me like how much money did you spend and then i'm gonna have to tell her actually i have this thing going yeah. on and it's actually going quite well i think now that my mom is older i feel like she's paying more attention now because obviously like with age like women mm-hmm. get really insecure by their skin but even down to look so my mom started suffering from adult acne like literally like three years ago okay um so then she had to start engaging more she went to a dermatologist and whatnot but before no so i really like that um you had that no, influence I, really, I don't know Mom's like the og material girl like she loves my mom's not a material girl no like she is in her own right yeah. but she's not you know the original like african material girls like, yeah. they like their yeah. perfumes their makeup their clothes my mom's not that yeah but i love her for it but it's nice <laughs> to hear that your mom was that and that's really inspired you it's just a light one what is your biggest skincare peeve um i think Okay, so a lot of dermatologists recently said that you don't have to shower. Oh, yes. And I can mm-hmm. clarify oh, that, that you thing. do. So I think that's been like, that was like a really big point of like issue. So I don't know if you saw, there was a thread about a waxer talking about her clients that have come mm-hmm. yes. and they weren't like showering. And I was just like, first of all, everyone, like if you're going to have a service, please shower come, beforehand. Please. Come on, but then also on the flip side, someone could say that they're going through things mentally, but I'm just like, it, it's just, it's such a hard topic mm-hmm. to discuss. But I think when I'm hearing it justified from a dermatologist saying that, you're ruining your natural moisture. That's what cream's for. Yeah. Cream I think it's because they don't, well, they, white people, yeah. they don't cream. Um, but like, I don't know if you saw this, this TikTok that was going around. This girl said, freshly, freshly washed three I days. I was about to bring oh it up, God, the yeah. tattoo. I was like, you just got a tattoo and you're telling me you haven't showered for three days. I think that's mad. I think, I think sometimes, I don't know. Do you know what? I will say that in this country, water's abundant. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I have bath with a yeah. bucket before. Like, there's, to me, in this country, there's no reason. My mum, like, back in the day in Ghana mm. has literally carried water to go and shower. So I find it very hard to, like, yeah. you know, when people say that, oh, yeah, but water, this, that. Yeah. I'm like, I'm not too sure about that. Like, I understand it from the perspective of, like, if you have, like, very, like, like, is it oily, uh, no, sensitive skin, sure. Mm-hmm. I understand it, but please bath even yeah. even if it's just to pass drugs under your armpit and in your private areas ev- yeah just certain areas you need to even yeah. if it's quick just enter water every yeah. single day please it's very concerning exactly. when people say they don't like how like it doesn't make sense to me like how do you go like my my thing is that if you're at home that's your business if you're leaving your house no no no, not days yeah. like you can go one day yeah. without showering but if you're going out and you're not showering that's very disrespectful to me and you but that's why the tube smells the yeah, way it does. It does. On, you're talking about tube. I remember when I went to do, you know, like uni house like visits. Yeah. Oh. Th- when you enter the door, <laughs> certain households smell like wet, wet dogs. That's oh. all I'm going to say. And pennies. <laughs> and they did smell it as well, which is very concerning. Just, 
I just want to know why. Does working in the beauty industry or um, skincare industry and engaging it with it on a like personal and then professional level ever feel like a chore? Um, yes, sometimes. So I think when I started working with brands on like a larger level, it became very apparent to me that they're not always there for the, like they're not wanting me to create the content for the same reasons that I want to create the content. Mm-hmm. And I'm a very stubborn person, so we'll just be going back and forth. Contracts will just get delayed, this, that, and the third. And I think it got to a point where I felt very, like, done with skincare. Mm. So, like, I stopped tweeting about it for a while. I actually deleted all of my apps, and I I actually had a friend, like, log in and just do stuff for me. Because it just, yeah, it just got too much. And I was like, this is something you love, and you should never feel this way towards something that you love yeah mm-hmm. i like that i agree because like even like with me working in like pr it's like sometimes like my thing is is engaging with like influencers outside of work so it's like i'm seeing influencers material i'm like oh my god this mm-hmm. person would be good for this and whatnot and it's like it's just really difficult to separate the two so, like how do you uh, like how where are you now with it um so at the moment i've got like a couple of influencer friends but i think sometimes when i see like large groups of them like you said like i just see it as just work Mm, so i think one thing that i will say always keeps me like going is just hanging out with like my mum and my like friends that don't care about content Mm. Mm -hmm. because i think when you're in the space you start seeing everything as work 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 and you stop enjoying things like I find it really hard to go to influencer events. I don't actually go to loads of them mm. just because it's just, for me, it feels like too much. So um, I think just picking and choosing your environment that helps you grow and stay sane really helps. Thank you. Okay, so then moving on to just like black skincare as a whole. Um, why is it, or do you think like it's important to make that like disparity on the basis of race or skin color um, when it comes to skincare products and whatnot? Um, yes and no. It's not important for consumers, in my opinion, but it's important for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. So you might have heard of the Fitzpatrick scale. So that's yeah. like the scale of like lightest to darkest. Mm-hmm. I use that for doing treatments. People use it for laser. It basically gives you a quick idea of who can have what, mm-hmm. but okay. that's not important to consumers. And I think that when you start saying, oh my God, this is a black skincare brand, I find it very isolating. And I actually try my best to avoid brands that have like any sort of messaging like that. I don't want to see nothing about no POC skincare because Mm -hmm. we can all use the same thing. It's just about what's suitable for your skin type. Mm -hmm. Yes, black people might have like similar concerns like hyperpigmentation, but I just don't think it's helpful to isolate black people, especially because we're all quite new to this beauty game. And I think when you start marginalizing groups, it just it delays like the progress overall. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I'm not sure where do you stand on it, Vasola. I don't think I've ever actually actively gone looking for black skincare. Mm. And I think it just happened naturally that the content creators I was consuming were, were black, black yeah. because I related to them. Uh, but the products they usually recommend to me aren't black focused because, mm. like Leslie just said, you can use any skincare. And I agree. I yeah. honestly agree. Yeah. And it's good that you touched on like hyperpigmentation because um, I think that's like the biggest 
buzzword when it comes to black skincare. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so could you like talk us through what actually is hyperpigmentation? So just like the name says, it's like an excess production of melanin and that can be from an injury, that can be like, well, most of the time it is from an injury. So like a cut, it could be from like a breakout. Um, some people deal with melasma, like rosacea, like all mm. of these things, anything that can just cause your melanocytes to just be a bit more active that causes hyperpigmentation it's like the buzzword you can say it on twitter and i swear to god that somebody will ask you a question within minutes yeah not even minutes seconds seconds seconds. <laughs> seconds so i guess my question now is um to do with skin brightening products so not mm-hmm. like bleach or anything just like where do you stand on that because i think there was a conversation a couple of weeks ago about like what like why is it when people start engaging like skincare their skin starts getting like significantly lighter so what do you think of skin brightening products? Um, so I would say that my skin has got like significantly lighter since I've been more proactive in skincare. That's because I'm using SPF and I'm not burning myself to a crisp. Mm-hmm. So I truly think that it comes from that. I think people forget that melanin doesn't just exist in a vacuum. It mm. has that interaction with the sun. Um, like obviously if I put someone in a cave for a year, they're going to change color even if I don't give them skincare. So if I start providing people with protection from the sun, they will look lighter. I think it's always important to check your reasons for doing certain things. Like if you go into something, like I've definitely had people come up to me and they're like, okay, I want to be light. I'm like, mm, yeah, you can't be my client because that's that's a whole mental thing that I don't want to deal with. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think just check yourself. Like if that becomes like a main focus, there's nothing wrong with brightening pigmentation or just wanting to look glowy overall. But I think when I start hearing that I want to be lighter or I want my, um, my like, no my face and my body to match but they never want their body to be the same color as their face they always want um sorry they always want their like body to be light and then their face to be like not dark and dark Mm -hmm. so like most people tend to have a darker face because that's more exposed to the sun and i'm just like put some fake tan on your body and it will temporarily even (laughs) it out nobody really wants to do that sometimes yeah um, thank you for bringing up um, fake tan because I tanned for I the first the time tan. because of you last week. How was it? It was really good. Um, I enjoyed it for the few days that was on. I don't know mm-hmm. if I applied it correctly. That's okay. Oh. <laughs> Which one did you use? I used the Bondi Sands. It's the foam one, yeah. ultra dark. The um, one? Yeah, and I, but I know I didn't keep it on for six hours. I think I kept it up for about five because mm-hmm. I was like, I needed to sleep. Like I'm not gonna get it on my bed, so like yeah. I just washed it off. Um, I might have over exfoliated. That might be because like I did it before, did it after, yeah. then did it the day after. So maybe that's what the problem was. Mm-hmm. But I, I just didn't want like, I know. You, you didn't you want to tell me to twice. Yeah, I just wanted to do it twice. No, you told me you did it twice, not no, three no, times. I did it yeah, I did it also, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I didn't know. But um, yeah, I guess then it's like, what next question for me would be um, in terms of like black skincare, what do you want like the black skin community or just like black women and then black people in general to know about like taking care of their skin what's like the best advice you give to them um i would always say go to a brand where you feel comfortable with where Mm -hmm. you can see yourself in like their marketing it's kind of a little bit futile at this point if a brand doesn't have like black people in their marketing that's a choice they don't like us Mm -hmm. that's like calling us whatever the word is (laughs) the hard (laughs) so i think i would always say go to somewhere where you feel comfortable find like a couple of people that maybe look like you because i think with black people we are really fond of finding people that look like us Mm -hmm. to like follow what they're doing to ask questions um 
to even get like product recommendations and all of that stuff so I think also take chances sometimes don't take too many chances don't just go to any (laughs) Tom Dick and Harry for them to do god knows what to your skin but I think maybe try new things I think we're still very much focused on shea butter natural stuff and yeah yeah, like just try new things the chemicals as they say won't kill you Ooh. on the co- topic of trying new things the last time i went on holiday i mm-hmm. did a naomi campbell and did a face mask on the plane Ooh. but you tweeted recently that you don't like doing skincare on planes yeah i don't know like i'm really into airplanes like i love airplanes um when they're still not when they're flying yeah. <laughs> but they're very disgusting so i just don't know why <laughs> first of all i don't know why anyone would want to touch their face second of all it's a really dry climate so i think it's crazy to be taking off like your moisturizer your hydrating products perhaps your occlusive and then going to put on like a sheet mask to me it just feels like drying out your skin the most i would tell someone to do is vaseline and go that's it I'm just, I'm just shocked because I <laughs> thought I was doing like a Naomi Campbell I was there with my yeah, face mask like, and then I was like, no. oh. Where did you go and how long was the flight? We were, that was when we were going to Miami. Okay. So that's like an eight hour flight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like if it was maybe Australia and you've like done, a, you've lived on that plane, then I get it. But yeah. I don't think you'd really need to. I mean, I didn't do it this time. I went to Turkey recently oh, and I didn't do it. I'm going to Turkey soon. I won't be doing anything. I'll just be asleep <laughs> on the plane. Honestly. Yeah, I'd enjoy, I'd enjoy relaxing on flights, so it's fine. Um, but yeah, I have a few questions um, in terms of um, your writing, because you've oh been... My god. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? With writing, it's so interesting to me, because I have always struggled with writing. Like, even at uni, that was what really let me down um, in all of my grades. So it's funny to me that I now write like on a weekly basis but you write beautifully as well Thank so you should you. be proud of it's it. only 600 words but like if it was more you just see yes and yes and, <laughs> yes and no i get it um but yeah it's just um because obviously you've mentioned your esthetician you also do content creating and now you also do just like writing things on the side do you ever feel pressured this is more from the content creator standpoint mm-hmm. to wear different hats because i will say in my research i found that you also had a youtube channel yes oh my god so i think i do sometimes feel pressured to wear different hats just because i think when i think about the most successful influencers they never just yeah. influence they have multiple channels or they've mm-hmm. got like perhaps like a brand and i've always said that i don't see myself starting a brand um for skincare so mm-hmm. i just want to be in different places and also i think when you're exposed to behind the scenes stuff, you get to see so many different things. Like I worked for a skincare brand before and um, I actually used to do some of their blogs for them, but I, I can't even say that's what inspired me to write because I didn't like them that much. But <laughs> um, just seeing the different things and just the different ways to get what I was thinking across, that really made me want to explore different avenues. I think YouTube is too long. Have you seen how long it takes to yeah. upload a video? I don't have that patience. So... I don't like YouTube. TikTok at the moment is not something that I really want to get involved with just because I'm at the moment I don't consume skincare content on TikTok. I've mm. actually blocked okay. so many people just because I keep seeing my work like stolen over and over again. Oh, wow. So I just avoid skincare TikTok. Also, they're always doing mad things. I don't know if you saw the girl recently who had a jar of urine. Oh, I saw it on, on Twitter. Yeah. She put urine on her face. Yes. Yeah. And Why? Then, and then on Twitter, someone's like, yeah, my mum used to run around with my nappy with my sister's. Jesus. Um, but her sister's friend she would put her daughter's 
wee on her sister's friend's yeah. face. Why? Because it's um, antibacterial. That's what they were saying. Sorry, bacteria that you're putting your face is <laughs> antibacterial. Do you know what? I think sometimes people take one small thing and they just with it. do yeah. crazy things. So there's a component that's in your urine called urea. Mm-hmm. And we do use that in skincare. Obviously, I'm not just getting that from anyone's urine. So I think, yeah, people just wanted the whole DIY do-it-yourself thing. And just like, that's disgusting. That's a biohazard. Yeah. They went too far. It's too too far. I feel like people do that a lot. I just think TikTok in itself is sort of like a cesspool of just overdoing things. And yeah. it's like sometimes it's not needed at all. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I believe you've touched on why you don't want to start your own skincare brand. But if you yes. could explain for some people that haven't heard or um, don't know why. So I like to remain as unbiased as possible. So I don't really, s- I don't sell anything in my skincare studio. Um, I don't want to start a brand because there's so many brands out there. Um, I like working with brands like behind the scenes as well. And that's also a big conflict of interest. Like in terms of the legality of things, that would Mm -hmm. just be a complete nightmare. Mm. And also just like why? Like I think what I would want to start if I did start something is a pharmaceutical brand. Mm -hmm. And because I'm not a doctor, I can't do it. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it just wouldn't make any sense to me. So as a black content creator do you ever feel obligated to make your content focused on like black skin and black people um no so i feel like i just happen to have black skin and i just exist in the body that i am i think sometimes when you make things to focus on being black it gives other people the power to other you a Mm -hmm. lot also i grew up a lot um, around a lot of white people in chingford so like that wasn't all i didn't seeing black people for the first time like in large quantities that happened for me at uni so i've always kind of had like a very diverse outlook on life and also Mm -hmm. we live in england there's only three percent of us here if you make everything focused just on black people you will never get to where you need to be unfortunately that's just how it is yeah um you're a poet by the way sorry the way you started that sentence was so beautiful (laughs) (laughs) no that was really i think you said something like um i just happen to exist in the black wow what a word (laughs) in my body i was like yeah i use like the writing really suits you (laughs) and then so how do you find find a balance between educating your audience and simplifying complex complex skincare issues but also maintaining your scientific background um okay so i think the easiest way for me to get scientific information across is debunking myths that Mm -hmm. works out really really well just because most of the time people have seen this myth and then you can go about explaining things like in building blocks i've got like quite a few resources on my instagram so i used to create infographics and I can always say to people, if you want more information, go to that infographic. <laughs> it's like <laughs> 10 slides long. Or if I really feel like it, not that I've done one in a long time, I will do a live. I used to do clubhouse rooms and just sit down and explain things. I always try and take the idea that I like genuinely used to struggle in uni and I used to ask for things to be broken down like a lot. So um, I'm more than happy to break things down for other people because otherwise, like, how will we learn? I think that when you put the power in a consumer's hand, it also makes my life easier because Mm -hmm. then we can have, like, more of a fulfilling, engaging conversation. Yeah, I really like that because you are one of the people, like, if I want skincare flowers, I'm going to your page. Um, I really like, because a lot of, what were you going to say? I just realised, I remember the first time I came across you properly. (laughs) It was in a clubhouse room. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
because I was like, wait, clubhouse, hola, yeah. and then I was like, there was yeah. a room. Yeah, no. So I like talks. I like yes. how accessible skincare conversations because I, I think I've mentioned in a previous episode like skincare is, is very much a new thing to me. I'm still like learning like a lot of the products and the proper ingredients, whatnot. Yes. I have no idea what they do, but I'm trying, and I'm really grateful for people like you. So thank you so thank much. You. So much more accessible now. Yeah, I started definitely. like two years ago, but th- I don't feel like two years ago there were that many con- skincare no, content do you creators. Know what they were, but I think that skincare is a very elitist um, mm. part of the beauty space because you actually have to have like some amount of knowledge to create the content yeah. and also most brands prefer white people yeah. if we're being honest with ourselves so yeah. I think that it's now become like a free for all it's for everyone which is beautiful but also a little bit dangerous at the yes. same time but um, having that accessibility through like Twitter spaces tweeting people clubhouse Instagram lives um, like sliding into the DMs has made like the community a lot like it's really nice to be here. a lot larger, especially yeah. in the UK. I think when I started, it was very, I was very American focused, but now the yeah. UK community has yeah. really developed really? and grown. And yeah. even the uh, really, you know, I think is it is. No, so no compared to when I started, everything everybody I was following American. on Twitter yeah. was American. But even Every now, person. they're person. learning from you guys. I saw um, makeup for women of color tweet you like you said that mm-hmm. I got skincare tanning <laughs> from you. I so see, I've learned all my stuff from the Americans as well. Like I engage with them the most like i've got maybe the same uk people that i started with like two years ago just because i think in the uk space like not to make this like oh i hate the uk type of thing (laughs) but not everyone's super friendly so the americans are just always open to chat and i think that's what's made my like whole audience a bit more american focused like my twitter audience is america and south africa mm-hmm. and then um instagram's more of the uk um but it used to be 50 percent us okay. oh wow that's really interesting actually um but yeah i guess my like final question to you would be what kind of influence in the skincare um community would you either want to be a part of or would you like to see Ooh. Okay, so I feel like we need a lot more laws around the whole beauty industry altogether. Yeah. Like, yes. I don't know if you saw the thing about filler, Botox. Yeah, we we talked about that. That. yeah for, um, I think, what was it? I think 16, you could get it done before. Yeah. I'd like to see that move to 25. I think we need a lot more laws around everything. Like, even when I was buying my chemical pills and stuff, was I asked for a certificate? Was I asked for my insurance? If I was a bad person that didn't care, you can just pick oh, wow. these things up. Mm. So I think behind the scenes, I really want the British um, Beauty Council to do a bit more. I want them to take it to the government. It's a huge industry. There's so much money to be made here. So it does kind of hurt when all the legislation kind of like falls by the wayside and mm. just gets completely ignored. It makes things more dangerous. You've got young girls getting filler having like vascular occlusions perhaps having nerve damage um anyone can start injecting you after 24 Mm -hmm. hours after their little course i think that's very crazy to me and i think just seeing the things that can go wrong like even i can make mistakes like i definitely think there needs to be more legislation and i think that's something that i'd like to do later in life Mm -hmm. um and then i think currently i would just like to reorganize the shelves of a lot of stores like (laughs) super drug like i if i had the power i would just be kicking certain brands out (laughs) because i think 
everyone's got a bit complacent. Anyone yeah. can release anything. Like celeb skincare brands every single day. There's so many different things. And it's just, it's so boring to me now yeah. because yes. you've got like the same thing literally seven times. And I know someone's going to tell me that, you know, the whole loaf of bread thing, like there's so many bread companies. Mm. Yeah, but bread is delicious. Yeah. <laughs> How many times do I need the same cleanser? And even the, even with the whole loaf of bread thing, I'm still buying the same bread when do I go. Do you know why we like, everyone finds their loaf of bread. There's definitely bread brands that nobody cares about. I thought you guys were talking about a skincare brand. Oh, oh no, bread. bread. <laughs> no, I was here like, no. oh my God, what are you talking about? I, 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 would it be, it would be a second to deep. You're talking no. about actual bread. Sorry guys, I'm a bit slow today. No, and I think, um, what else in the skincare space? I think that I'd like to see more um, just like openness from brands as well. Mm. Like I think when brands get content creators to create content, like asking for a turnaround of like a couple of days is mad to me for skincare yeah and like the easiest way for me to get around that is just i just air emails and store and i will just pretend to be sick <laughs> because i need longer than that and yeah. i think that brands need to understand that skincare is not makeup okay. and most of the time like you do need a couple like even if you give someone a week for like a moisturizer or um an exfoliator you need that amount of time like you, you shouldn't just be selling people anything, you yeah. know, especially now that we're in a cost of living crisis, like people mm-hmm. being very conscious where they spend their money. I've always been conscious because like I like to spend money on food. So <laughs> I think that you just, yeah, I think brands need to just get it together a little bit more. Um, and then finally, they need to pay content creators on time yeah. because... Yeah, I'm chasing somebody down for an invoice. And I was like, you're so lucky that I'm going to get knocked out on Friday. Because if I was awake <laughs> on Friday, no, it would no, be my I've seen like horror stories of influencers waiting like months. Oh, yeah, months, I've years. Definitely I've, I've seen, years. Seen, I no. saw something about someone that was waiting for like a year, a year and a half. That's crazy. For an invoice. That's yeah. mad disrespectful. People were telling them there's this law you can quote that I'm not going to yeah. start adding this much for every single day mm. you're late. Apparently Scary. they don't legally have to pay that. That's the mm. thing. Yeah, the late fees. Apparently they don't. So basically, when you set up your um self as like a legit influencer, you either do like sole trader, um limited company. There's like another one, but I think that only covers like freelance. Mm. If I'm not lying, and a lot of influencers have like um the LTD. So I've got like an LTD, so I can't actually do that. I think I'm pretty oh, wow. sure that was the case. Yeah. Yeah, brands need to stop put, stop putting respect on influencers' name because like you guys are making the money. Do you know what I mean? And it becomes awkward when I see these PR people at um like events. Like I will never forget, I went to an event and I saw the PR person who had delayed payment and just caused like a wild, wild like occurrence behind the scenes. Wow. It's just like hi, Alicia, and I was just like, you're so lucky, I'm drunk. <laughs> you're so lucky. That- I'm so completely out of it. They're withholding my money, but and they'll come and say hello. hello and yeah. That's so People bad. People are shameless. Mind. They'll ask you for more content on top of it. That's as well. bad. Mine. Yeah. It's a very shameless industry, and I <laughs> it think is. that it's, it's good so luck sad. to the two of you. <laughs> I'm so happy I'm not there. No, it is <laughs> hard, and I think when you're young in PR as well, I can only imagine what it's like to deal with the higher up sometimes yeah. because. I've dealt with like when I was um I don't know what my title was when I did this internship but dealing with like just one person above me yeah. I was just like I'm gonna kill myself like this <laughs> is too much no honestly sometimes like I can't speak from the because I work for agents and I work direct for brands but brands sometimes they can be very difficult yes. um but I like my job so I'm gonna keep my mouth quiet yes. no completely, <laughs> completely. If she did like her job I'd speak for her <laughs> she knows <laughs> <what>. <laughs> no I completely understand yeah. 
do you have any advice for us as we continue with our podcast, try and engage yeah. in the beauty and lifestyle industry? Um, I actually really enjoyed your podcast, which is, so I basically had a recent bad incident with working with like a relatively small, but I later on found out that they had a lot of funding. It's a whole it's a whole issue we're just gonna forget that but i listened to all of your episodes and i really love your energy so i would say if we can have some more episodes that would yeah. be nice we're like, trying i know so this month we have two episodes so we recorded one just mm-hmm. before you came so we have two months that we're trying we're gonna work it out but thank you so much it means literally the world honestly and i would also say just like when you're interacting with influencers and stuff like they are normal well I am a normal person. I will speak <laughs> for my friends in space as well. They are very chilled, normal people. Um, they are more than up for like having conversations sometimes. Other times not. But I think you you know, because yeah. you work in PR, like you'll be absolutely fine. The beauty industry comes across as like a little bit scary in the beginning, but we're all just trying to figure things out together. Yeah. But I think last thing we should wanted to do before we go, I don't know, you said you listened to the other episodes, so I end of every episode we always do like a wish list. So like what is on your beauty list list wish list? This can be makeup, skincare, hair mm-hmm. care, but yeah. Um so it's a skincare treatment. So I would love to have Fraxel laser. I'm going to have a breast reduction on Friday. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'd love to have Fraxel laser on those scars when they form. Okay. Um it's something that I can't offer because I have not got forty grand to buy that machine at this oh, point wow. in my life. So I'm gonna find someone that has forty <laughs> grand and will do the treatment for me. But I think laser facials and stuff is definitely on my wish list. When it comes to products and stuff like I currently wish people would stop sharing my address because i don't know how i'm like sometimes i'm like i don't remember having this conversation and then this has turned up at my house it's freaking me out a little bit but i think yeah laser facials are definitely on my wish list okay so that is it everyone you've heard from our wonderful fabulous fantastic amazing beautiful (laughs) generous yes generous (laughs) sorry um guest today and we've been so grateful to have her i've also realized we forgot to introduce ourselves so again yes no we did no we didn't we just said hi and then i introduced our lovely 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 guest okay thank you so much for (laughs) listening so far this is very chaotic as always but um i've been your co-host yata and it's been your girl, Busula. And our special guest. Oh my god, it's Alicia. <laughs> Do you want to plug yourself? What is going oh on? Oh my gosh. My names and stuff like on socials are so boring. It's just my government name, which is Alicia Lati, which is really rubbish for me, but you will literally find me on yeah. Alicia Lati everywhere. And you have a studio? I do. It's now called Saint of Cells. Um, I renamed it just because hopefully I will be hiring somebody and I felt like it would be weird to hire somebody like under my name that feels oh, weird like, yeah, i get like, it i get you, it you're with alicia but you're also working for alicia <laughs> like that's a bit weird yeah so it's called saint of cells at the moment okay so. thank you so much for being on the podcast thank, thank you, you so much remember go visit saint of cells and same yes. as sambi sent you yes. <laughs> thank you okay um bye everyone we'll see you guys in two weeks um Amazing, wow, isn't it? We're trying. That's, that's, that's <laughs> I will literally just be waiting. Thank you so much.